from the banks of the Avon, welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The voice for that black sheep in all of us is Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his views on today's issues. Everything. Nothing is off limits. His insights come not only from his years as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook, where Black Sheep Rebranded. Email Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com Rick at rstherapygroup.com or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca And now, here's Rick. I wonder what he'll talk about today. Good Thursday morning or afternoon or evening or heck this could be saturday when you're listening to this but whatever day it is welcome and welcome to a beautiful thursday morning here in southwestern ontario it is going to be a rather weird on just like this whole week it has been unseasonably warm uh i'm not complaining um as i've gotten older not a big fan of snow uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't go snowmobiling enough. I couldn't go skiing enough. There's all kinds of things I couldn't do enough. Now, well, uh, maybe I've just gotten old. Maybe I've gotten soft. Maybe I just appreciate other things. But, uh, yeah, I sure love looking at the snow. But I also do enjoy this beautiful weather. And, folks, today it is going to be, from what the forecast says, mid-20s again. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody enjoys. A little bit of rain, maybe. But otherwise, uh, hopefully you're having a wonderful day where you are and hopefully the weather is treating you as, as kindly and as beautifully as it's been here in Southern Ontario all week. So, transference. Transference and countertransference sound like boring ass topics. And let me tell you, when I was learning them in university, I'm thinking... Transfer. Oh, that's just giving money to somebody else. That's just whatever. Well, psychologically, which is what we're generally trying to talk about, you know, on, on this podcast, is the psychology of, of things. Transference is um, where, you know, if I was pissed off at Rebecca for her not doing something that she needed to do, and I would get mad at Sherry because I don't want Rebecca to screw up my podcast. And if I was mad at Sherry for something and I didn't want to get mad at Sherry because I didn't want her to screw up the books and accounts receivables and payables and payroll and all this other stuff that has to happen, I'd get pissed off at Rebecca. So transference is simply getting mad at the wrong person because you are afraid to get mad at the person who you're supposed to be or you should be having feelings towards. And so if you're frustrated at your boss and you, you just don't feel like uh, it's a safe place to, to say or do anything, what do you do? You go home and you yell and scream at other people and you be, just become nasty. You get road rage. You, you have all kinds of other stuff happen. Countertransference is where somebody walks in and, and countertransference is taught in a therapeutic setting to would-be therapists. So that they understand to check themselves at the door. And countertransference is, is one of these things where it's, it's a challenge. 
and when I say it's a challenge, I, I, I mean huge. Um, because we, all therapists, are people, believe it or not. Uh, some may not seem like they're people, but they are. We all have our own baggage. We have our own things that we're going through. We have our own lives that we're experiencing. We have our own heartache, our own past, our own everything. And it is um, a challenge for a lot of people to to truly make this about them. And and I have people who all the time they trigger me. Um, they trigger my memory, my recall, my my history. And it's, it's a huge thing to understand this uh, so that I, I don't take this on. I don't take in whatever. And I'm going to tell you a, a weird story. Years ago, and I'm talking years and years ago, I remember a firefighter and his, his uh, wife had bought a, uh, uh, an outfit for a grandbaby that, that they had. And, um, you know, they were first time grandparents and all excited. And, and so she'd gone out shopping for this grandbaby and bought this jumper and this, this, uh, this outfit for this child. And her husband, uh, came in and, you know, he'd done his, his 24 hour shift and he'd plopped himself down at the table and she pulled this stuff out. And next thing you know, shit's flying through the kitchen. Stuff's flying off the table. He's losing his shit. And he didn't know why. He just instantly just came unglued. And he came unglued because that jumper, as we discovered through conversation and we discovered by all the things that had happened, that jumper had been a, a jumper virtually identical to a jumper, uh, a, 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 an outfit that a child had been wearing when he'd showed up to a motor vehicle accident and the child did not survive, and and there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of things about that accident that didn't sit well with this firefighter. And so, as they didn't sit well with a firefighter, um, you know that's a that's an example of counter transference. So that person, just like a therapist, had their own stuff that they were dealing with, and they just come unglued. And so, I think it's ironic that. As a therapist, we learn about it, but we also don't learn about it necessarily as aggressively because one of the things that they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure that you as a therapist, you're not going to come in and you're not going to, you know, sound like this. Just make a noise. Just putting it all out there. Of course, that is the opening to Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. And and that song, right, that 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 opening narrative, right, it, it just strikes me so much of that wah, 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 that you hear, that Charlie Brown sound that you hear when when you are sitting there at the beginning of this and people are, are they, they, they just unload and you go, what, what, what? And you have no idea where this is going. If you actually listen to the beginning of this song again, and and when you listen to it and you think about, you know, that big trumpet, that big beginning, and then it goes into this soft melody. But the, but the fact is that big sound has your attention. And so as the opening for a song, it's beautiful. 
for the opening for a conversation, it's not beautiful. So I'm going to play it again. Right? You, you hear that? It goes from that great big brassy sound in into that beautiful voice of Stevie Wonder. And, and you know, again, for a song, it's perfect. For day-to-day -day conversations, it's not. And countertransference and transference are something that I see within couples all the time. And what I see is this countertransference where people walk in and, you know, they're tired. They're wore out. They're looking for retirement. They're working too many hours. They got too many bills to pay. They they haven't saved enough money in their life. They they've got they've got just a ton of stuff going on in their world. And so they walk in with this counter-transference and they're angry at lots of stuff, but they don't sit there, they don't check themselves and go, Oh my dear God. And so we've talked about halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. This is the cornerstone of countertransference. Going to get back to transference in, in, in a bit. But the whole idea about countertransference and where it's so important is, again, people bring in their biases. It doesn't matter whether you've been married for 40 years or whether you've been married for two years, whether you're in your 20th relationship or whether you're in your first relationship. The problem is we all come from somewhere and we all come from baggage from our past. And the baggage that we come with creates all too often countertransference, where we take our unresolved issues and we throw them at the feet of other people. And quite often, the people that we're throwing them at the feet of just happen to be the person who triggers us, but not the person or not the entity or not the, the thing that we should actually be even worrying about. Countertransference, again, is one of these items where all the time, and I saw it all the time in trucking, where people would label truck drivers in a certain way, and every driver who walked through the door was created that same, treated with the same label. And it's like, mm, we're different people. Yeah, you're all the same low scum. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I don't know how you came up with that. Same thing with people who... You know, work at, at reception. You know, they should be bright and bubbly and they should be this and they should be that. And they're not always. But they don't always have to be. What they need to do is be able to be good at the job that they're asked to do for that company. But what we do is we take our preconceived ideas, our baggage from our past. We take all of the things that we've learned and all the things that we've looked at and we go, oh, my dear God. I remember uh, a few years ago at the Toronto Boat Show talking to a guy about boats and uh, we're, we're talking about uh, different boats and, and the guy, he says, he says, oh, I love selling to, uh, to motor boaters. And I said, oh, why is that? He said, well, they're all impulse buyers, 100%, right across the board. Sailboaters, they'll kick the tires and they'll check this and check that and do this and do that and they'll wonder about this and wonder about that and I'm like interesting interesting because i know a lot of people who have bought sailboats who bought the boats on a whim or bought the boats because they were kind of 
looking around. And then when they saw what they wanted, boom, impulse, they bought it. No reservation, they bought it. Um, the boat that, that I own, it was bought because it was a great deal, I, I believe, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. But it was also an impulse. I didn't want it to go on the market to other people. I didn't want it to be available for other people. I It was a great deal as far as I was concerned. And so therefore, I needed to do what I needed to do. I needed to buy it. Right? Uh, the dinghy for our boat. Impulse purchase. Again, it was what was available. All right. Need a dinghy. That's the one. Would I buy it again? Absolutely not. Not because it's not been a great dinghy, not because it's it's caused problems, not because, not because. There's just a few features on it that I just don't particularly like, and I would rather um, a, a different type of, of uh, runabout than, than the one that we have. One day, will I sell it? Quite likely, quite possibly. Get a different one? Quite likely, quite possibly. But the fact is, that guy made these big generalizations, and so it was really funny. So talking to him, right, that counter-transference kicked in. Because what he did is he saw somebody looking at sailboat-related stuff, so therefore he didn't want to invest a lot of time. And the second somebody else came along to the booth, man, he dumped us in a heartbeat. Oh, you're looking at this boat, you're looking at it, right, because they were power boats. And so he figured there was going to be a quicker sale. And ironically, um, I was the one who stuck around there for about half an hour trying to ask questions. But as far as he was concerned, I wasn't going to make an impulse. I wasn't going to actually book an appointment to go see a boat. I did actually, but I did with a different uh, salesperson because, again, this, this person had made up their mind. And that is called counter-transference. And again, I see it all the time. I see people who have work uh, issues, they have uh, lifestyle, they have challenges, and they do not own what, what's going on in the rest of their world. They just transfer it to everybody else. And when they transfer it, they go, oh, my dear God, this is what I need. This I, I, I'm just going to get rid of this. And a lot of relationships, believe it or not, folks, a lot of relationships end based on counter-transference. Transference, again, is going back to where you take the idea and you put it somewhere else, right? So, you know, I'm mad at Rebecca uh, for something she did, but I take it out on Sherry, vice versa. That usually isn't as big. It does happen. I do see it where people transfer uh, the responsibility for things from, from individual to individual, and, and, and it does happen. There's no doubt about it. But counter-transference, being triggered from your own personal past, being triggered from your high school, being triggered from college, being triggered from a bad breakup, being triggered from your family treating you like crap, uh, being triggered by all kinds of things, that, that in itself for sure, that's huge. Transference, it happens, but not near as much as counter-transference. And so when you're looking around at your relationships, one of the things to check in with yourself is to go, okay, why am I having a bad moment? Am I having a bad moment because of this person or because of where I'm coming from in my approach to this person? So today I was talking to a guy and a lovely human being and what he uh, he was talking to me about his brother-in-law who's uh, uh, 
was a is a, a vet from the Canadian military, served in Afghanistan, and and uh, so I've talked to this guy a few times now, and every time we talk, you know, it's about understanding that that one of the things to do with trying to sit down with and trusting is when you are in situations, military, police, fire, when you're in situations and things get out of control completely, countertransference is the first and foremost thing that I have to be, be mindful of. Because what they're doing is they're going to be taking their ideas, quite possibly, and again, I have to check myself, are they doing this or not? But you have to check yourself and you have to go, are they taking their ideas from their past? So a commanding officer, a fellow officer, a fellow firefighter, a fellow whatever, did they let them down? Did they do something that that created complete pandemonium or anarchy or worse, the loss of life? Did that happen? And when that happens, the trust, the chain of trust is broken. And when that chain of trust is broken, then it becomes really, really hard. It becomes really hard to move people forward. And so taking and building that trust is massive, absolutely massive. And so when it comes to sitting down with people all all the time, I will sometimes go to their place. I will meet them for a coffee. I will do all kinds of things when it comes to people who are coming from a, from a truly traumatic past, because what they're going to do most of the time, again, not all the time, but there's going to be some counter-transference. And so one of the things that I, 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 I urge you to do when you're dealing with, with yourself, when you're dealing with your family, when you're dealing with coworkers, when you're dealing with so many people, look for the counter-transference and the counter-transference isn't in somebody else. It is within you. Yes, I can't stress that enough. Countertransference is you. So what you're doing is you're taking a situation from somewhere else, other people, other stuff, and you're transferring it from the past or other, you know, imminent situations that are going on around you, and you're transferring it to the person who is in front of you. That countertransference is a huge problem. I am often uh, faced with with situations where that counter-transference, people will approach me, they will see my long hair, so therefore they approach me one way. They will see the gray hair, they approach me one way. They will see the facial hair, they approach me one way. They will see my height, my build, my what I my, my pickup that I drive. They will see all kinds of things, and they start to create an idea within their head of what I will or won't do, how I will react, why I will react, when I will react. And what they're doing is they're looking for positive validation based on their counter-transference from where they're coming from. I also do the same thing. And so I have to walk in as neutral so even though I gave you the example that what I do when I'm you're going to deal with somebody from a traumatic past and I do everything I can to meet them where they are, and I do, but I also have to be really, really cautious to make sure that I, I don't fall into a trap of empowering them 
to do things that aren't good or to, to create a, a power differential within the relationship. What I have to do is I have to be continuously checking in and monitoring this, this, this transference and counter-transference idea about what is actually going on within the situation. It is a delicate, delicate art. And it is something that I think that, you know, when I do workshops on this, uh, people are blown away at, at the amount of, of bias, the amount of bigotry, the amount of things that automatically come pouring into their, into their, their, their soul. And it's that transference and countertransference that is so important. And so I'm going to encourage everybody on this, this Thursday before our Canadian Thanksgiving, Please remember, please remember transference and countertransference. And, and remember, we are all potentially subject to this. We are all potentially going to get caught up in this. So do me a favor, Leanne Rhymes, please remember. Just remember, folks, please remember. Time slips away too quickly. This Thanksgiving, I'm sad because I will not be having a Thanksgiving of my years gone by. With the changes in my parents' health, with the changes in family, with the changes in family dynamics, I will not be having the Thanksgiving because of transference and counter-transference. I will be meeting with friends and family on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I will be having a full weekend, so please don't feel bad for me. But please remember, folks, transference and countertransference destroys families, relationships, all the time. Check our biases. Check in. Because transference and countertransference, it's within us. It's not outside. So, in the words of Leanne Rhymes, please remember, the time was yours and mine, and we were wild and free. Please remember, absolutely. Have a good one, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. Look forward to chatting with everybody on Monday. Thanks again for everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, from everybody that uh, makes this show a success, and most importantly, thanking you, our listeners, our, our listeners from around the world. We cannot thank you enough. And so please, again, for those who are struggling with mental health, please reach out and, and talk to somebody. Hopefully these podcasts have given you some hope and some, some ways to approach life a little bit differently. For the people who are simply enjoying the show, we appreciate those people as well. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on uh, Instagram, follow us on social media, follow us on uh, wherever you can find us. And, and yes, I say Instagram, we aren't there quite yet, but we are getting there. 
And again, please like us, follow us, and uh, give us your feedback. We really, we can't do this show without you, and we can't thank you enough for it. And also, just keep in mind, the show is proprietary, so all the ideas uh, generated in this show and and the concepts that are, are out there are ours. And uh, so please, respect them, respect yourselves, respect the planet, and uh, respect each other. Have yourselves a wonderful day, and again, thank you very much for tuning in to Black Sheep, and uh, we look forward to chatting again real soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.